I'm so detail oriented. I think it's going to be like just a really boring book to read. And then it became this really beautiful, short, to the point book. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I'm interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Originally from Sweden, Malin Svensson is a former nationally ranked runner with over 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. Her work today is focused on strengthening the body and mind to age with confidence. As the CEO and founder of Nordic Body, she's committed to inspire the 50-plus crowd to live a fun, healthy, and fulfilling life. Whether she's working out with a celebrity client like Jane Fonda or someone who's never worked out in their life, she brings a love and dedication to her trainings online and in person. It's wonderful to have you on the show, Malin. Oh, thank you, Kim. It's a pleasure to be here. So what do you see as some of the top reasons people get to a certain age and stop working out? There's many reasons. One can be pain. Like suddenly you start experiencing a little bit aches and pains everywhere. And if they do some exercises, they may experience more pain. So it's they get scared. They don't know what to do. And so they don't do anything, which is the worst thing to do, because that will atrophy your muscles and it will be a vicious circle. So I know that you are a believer in physical therapy and all the, you know, different healing professionals that are involved when someone gets hurt. What is that fine line when someone has had an injury, but they want to get back and start working out again? What is that place where they could potentially give up or you can help them get to the other side? Well, first of all, you're always going to want to get a clearance from your doctor, no matter what. If you haven't worked out in 10 years or never worked out, you really want to get a clearance from your doctor so they can do a full checkup with your heart, with your muscles, with your bones, if something especially is not feeling right. Then the next step, they might suggest physical therapy. Then you would commit to that. And then when you can start with a trainer, I would hire a trainer that is certified and know what they're doing and then continue maintenance work with a trainer. And I do something that is called trigger release. And it's something that I've done for over 20 years. And it actually started with me having an old injury catch up to me in my early 40s. So as a runner, Whereas any athlete, you just push yourself a little bit too much because you just want to improve your running time or whatever your event is. So as an athlete, we push ourselves and the body has to suffer as we're eight because we pushed ourselves so much in our youth. So in my early 40s, I started to have major ankle problems so bad that I could not sleep at night. It would wake me up. No matter what position, I was uncomfortable. Then I came across trigger release. And after just two weeks of doing trigger release, and I'll explain in a minute what it is, 
I started to be able to sleep at night. And usually when you go through something on your own that has worked on you, you become very passionate about it, which I have become very passionate about trigger release. So I developed my own program called the Nordic Body Reboot Program. So you basically rewire your body. So trigger release is basically, if you think about a stretch band and you make a knot, and if you keep pulling on that band, that knot is going to get tighter. Mm. So a lot of people, when they feel pain, they go straight to static stretching, which is not the best thing to do in that scenario. What you want to do instead is apply pressure to that knot. And that's usually what for example, acupuncture does. So with trigger release, it resembles that philosophy that you apply a little bit of pressure, not going to release 100%, but maybe 50 to 70%. And then you can do the static stretch for 30 seconds to lengthen that muscle. So that's basically what I do. And that is the first step. If you haven't done anything, I would start with that. And I love that you give these new options, right? Because it can be so black and white. It's like I'm injured or I'm going to go all the way. You know, I think I mentioned to you right in the beginning of COVID, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I was going to become like a super runner again. And I pulled my IT band. It was down for seven months. And you and I went and did some Nordic walking, which is really great because it was really gentle. But I had to go through this whole mind game, right? I had to rewire my mind and start thinking about how I was going to move forward with some healthier habits. Like how critical is the mind piece when it comes to where we take care of our bodies? It's everything. I start with the mind because if you don't set yourself up for success in your mind, nothing what you're going to do after that is going to last for more than maybe two weeks, whether you want to lose weight or whether you want to take care of an injury. If you don't set up your mind for success, it's not going to happen that easily. So the mind plays tricks on us. We have all these negative thoughts saying, oh, you're too old. You can't do it. Hey, you have aches and pains. That comes with age. Just go with it. It's going to be your new part of your new life. No, it's not. You can actually do something about it. And that starts with your mind. Yes, you start believing that you can change it. And of course, like I said before, you have to go to professionals, health and medical professionals that know what they're doing so they can guide you first. And once you feel that first little victory, like I think I showed you a little bit of trigger release at one of the retreats we did. And it was like, I just saw this light bulb go off that you were like, oh my God, this really works. <laughs> yes. so, so when you have that, because I can talk myself blue in the face, like, oh, Kim, you should do this and this and that. But if you don't experience it and feel the difference, you're not going to be doing it. So you have to also have those little small victories along your journey to know that in your mind, those voices where you change a negative affirmation to a positive one to I can do this, this really works, then you're going to be in a much better situation. Especially when we get to middle age, you know, we already have been grappling with these particular voices in our head for so long, whether it's perfectionism or judgment or shame. 
And so, you know, while you're suggesting to people, hey, you know, just because you're 50 plus doesn't mean these can't be the most vigorous, you know, energetic years of your lives. You're also suggesting that we start to rethink about the way that we've been championing ourselves or, you know, cheerleading ourselves all these years. You know, one thing I love about you is your honesty. You have a great sense of humor and you're very you know, honest about what you've been through. And you told me about this afternoon cookie habit that you had had for all these years. And like every afternoon you would go get a cookie. And then one day you just were like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. How have you seen your life change since that decision? And what did that teach you about cravings? Well, the funny thing is growing up in Sweden, in my family, we all have a very sweet tooth. And I have always been very disciplined. So I've had certain days where I've had sweets or junk food. But that cookie that you were talking about, that was kind of my retreat, my my treat in the afternoon with my cup of tea. And what happened was that as we age and we get into our 50s, we have a colonoscopy. This cleansing was just the worst thing I've ever experienced. I think it was up to midnight to try to just, you know, be as clean as possible. And everything was fine the next day. But when I went down to my dear coffee shop to get my tea and that cookie, that cookie didn't look good anymore. And the first day I was like, okay, but the next day and the next week and the next month, I was like, this is crazy. I'm not craving that cookie anymore. And I really think that I felt so clean that I did not want to put any junk into my very clean body. So I, I believe in detox. I think that the way that we eat is very crucial, that we eat very clean food so we can operate at an optimal level. If you buy a car, like a high performance car, like a Porsche, you're not going to put just regular fuel into that. You're going to do the premium. So you have to regard your body as a Porsche and just put the optimal food and fuel into it for it to work optimally. So the cravings, when you have less sugar, it's really a miracle. You actually crave it less. You do. And I am definitely not a believer in like drastic beliefs like don't do this ever, never. I believe in moderation. Yes. And I usually say 80% of what you eat during one day should be healthy. But then you can have that 20% that are not as healthy. So don't be so hard on yourself and get support. So you change habits slowly. So you can keep them for more than two weeks and keep them and make it into a healthy lifestyle. That's wonderful. And we talk about writing books on this show. And I am, you know, very proud to say you're you're not only a book client, but your book, Wake Up Your Body and Mind After 50, is being released to the world on November 17th, which is so exciting because that's going to correspond when this podcast comes out. So let's talk about the writing and publishing process. What did you love about writing this time around? I love that I have had the idea for many years, but I just could not get myself to sit down and get going. Before we continue, let me ask you something. 
Do you want to get naked with your story, but you're scared? Well, you've been listening to all these amazing guests that I have on my show, bear their soul and tell their stories. And some of them have even written books. Now it might be your turn. With five ways to get naked with your story, I provide a safe and quick solution that really will only take about 30 minutes of your time to work through some of your story in a new way. I promise you, it'll be fun, it'll be easy, and you will have moments of enlightenment. So go to a storyinside.com backslash naked to get started and know I'm here for you. And now back to our amazing guest. And when I hired you, it was so much easier to have somebody to talk to every week. I mean, your program is really amazing. It worked very well for me. I'm very coachable. And so every week when we met and you broke it down very easily, so it was not overwhelming. It was one chapter at a time. And I could just feel it became a dance. It just felt like my whole system that I worked this last 28 years with the 50 plus clientele, it just came to life when I started to write one chapter at a time and how we tied it all together. And at first I thought, and I remember I told you as well, I'm so detail oriented. I think it's going to be like just a really boring book to read. And then it became this really beautiful, short, to the point book that anyone can do, anyone can read, whether you've never worked out a day in your life or you're very advanced. Yes. And I remember having, I would do your exercises as you started writing about them. And I was like the guinea pig. I was like, I didn't really, you say, put your elbow back here. And I stood at the chair for way too long trying to figure (laughs) out what to do with my elbow. And you were like, oh, we have to change that. We have to change that. So that was That was a lot of fun. That was like one of my most interactive book coaching experiences. Now, this time you went the self-publishing route versus your other book, the Nordic Walking book, which was traditional. Why did you go that way this time? Well, for many reasons. First of all, I loved that I was represented by the biggest fitness publisher here in the USA. And they paid for everything and they guided me. It was a really professional experience for a first-time writer. I had a whole team and I didn't have to pay for anything. But I was also pretty locked in. I didn't own the copyright. I couldn't really do what I wanted to do with the book, write anything I wanted to write. So this time around, because this is my baby, this is my system that I built up for the last 28 years, I really want to own the copyright. I wanted to be able to write whatever I wanted to express in the book. And so those are the main two differences. I wanted to have the freedom and own the copyright. Well, I have been enjoying watching you go through the process of learning about publishing too, which I think you know, people do to some degree when it's traditional, but in self-publishing, you know, you're really, like you said, you're really involved. You own the rights. You want, you know, you want to be there for every, every moment of it. And why do you think that, you know, people might not read a particular workout book? Like, what do you think a stigma is on workout books that you've changed with yours? 
Well, I think I mentioned it a little bit before that this book is not a scary book. It starts with doing things that are doable for anyone, whether you haven't worked out ever or it was many years ago. And then as you do one chapter, you get intrigued to get into the next chapter. So it builds on it. And it's a very light book. When you just, you know, read through it or or browse through it, it's not compact. It's just very light. So that just gives you also motivation to, hey, I can do this book. And it's and the chapters are not very long and it's not very hard to read. It's an easy read. There are some exercises. There are some fun moments where you can just take a break and, and read about other people's. I have interviewed five people that are integrated in the book about their reinvention in different decades. There's somebody in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And so it gives it a break for your mind to just reconnect with somebody that has done this program. And it doesn't matter what age they've been, they've been successful. Well, on behalf of the generation that had children late, I did not have my second child until 40, which is actually young nowadays. But, you know, I won't have grandchildren potentially until I'm 70. I thank you for your work with the world because I'm going to want to keep my body fresh so I can squat and pick up my grandchildren should I be blessed with them someday. And so on behalf of all the people that are going to be much older with grandchildren, thank you very much for keeping us fit. And I'm looking forward to seeing how much you're going to bring your work out into the world with your online programs. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to us today. Thank you so much, Kim. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And a big shout out to our listeners on CastBox, where you can leave a comment and I will personally respond.